In a world under siege by disease and unprecedented fear. In an uncertain time where a simple stop at the store to pick up Kerrygold butter and condoms could actually result in death. Where the new normal is abnormal. Where Grubhub and Pornhub occupy more of humanity than politics and church. In an existence where everyone has a YouTube channel and a podcast and you open the refrigerator more than you open your minds and hearts. There is one man who serves as the voice of the speechless, the savior of inquiry, the antithesis of the easily offended, the shredder of thin skin, the embodiment of the question mark, the purveyor of Armageddon for tacos nationwide. He's certainly on every government watch list and never one to fail at calling out stupidity. He complains about everything and cares so much that he just doesn't care. He is Brandon Bishop, and this is his show. Enjoy, fuckers. You're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. You know what, in that title, it says cat lover. Fuck my cat tonight. I'm serious. I mean, right now, I mean, it's early morning. It's, uh, what day is it? Thursday, the 29th of April. No, 30th. Holy shit. Time flies when you're doing absolutely fucking nothing. No, fuck this cat. I've had her for almost 15 years. Fuck her tonight. I mean, seriously, I'm so pissed off at this fucking cat. Marcy J. Cat, who I'm sure at any given minute is going to start meowing her freaking head off because I'm talking and not talking to her. (sighs) Yeah, I love being single, but it feels like I've been in a 15-year relationship with a cat. It's very platonic, okay? I don't want you guys getting the wrong idea out there. It's not... You know, there, there's no uh, <clears throat> you know stuff going on between us whatsoever. Even though I did wake up one morning several years ago, and she used to sleep like between my legs. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm having a coffee uh, throat clearing session going on here. <clears throat> anyway, um, and then she was licking my inner thigh. That's as closest to a a sexual nature our relationship has ever been. But last night, I mean, seriously, fuck this cat. At this point, I. I'm in a, you know, I'm in a two bedroom apartment. Okay. I'm not a, you know, big rich guy. Like a lot of people think that I am because I own television networks. No, we're struggling to keep these things awake right now. We're struggling to keep things alive and going. And, uh, damn, I'm struggling just to talk anyway. So I got these led lights, then they're on a stand and I have everything kind of set up and ready to go. Cause I've been filming a lot of stuff for this, uh, Brandon Bishop. The life of Brandon is now what I'm calling it. I figured out how to change the name, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, because I'm bored as shit and I have to stay creative and productive and I can't be on the road right now filming like I'm supposed to be filming and I've lost uh, countless dollars and countless times and adventures and experiences and and episodes of different shows and I'm pissed off about it so I'm trying to bury all that in work by doing this new YouTube channel called The Life of Brandon. So, <clears throat> geez, I mean, hang on, I gotta get a drink of this bulletproof coffee. Yeah, I'm back in the bulletproof. No oils and butter in it this time, just... 
straight up black coffee. Mm. I actually like coffee black. I do. Like my men. <laughs> anyway, so um, I put this box with this little blanket on top of my dresser so she can get higher up and look out the window because I'm a nice fucking cat owner. I'm good to her, man. I've always been good to her. Yeah, I tell her to shut the fuck up a lot, but I've always been good to this cat. I've done everything that she's ever needed. She's 15 years old. She plays like a kitten. She's healthy. She's a happy cat. She gets all the attention, especially now, that she's ever needed. So I do this thing, and she jumps off of it, rips down my fucking curtain, okay? <laughs> I don't even know how she did it. Ah, <clears throat> oh, fuck. And then on the process, she knocked over one of my LED light stands, which... I'm hoping still works. I've not checked it out because she did that at, uh, what was it? Four thirty this morning. I've been having a ridiculous time getting to sleep and it could just be from the lack of exercise that I've been doing lately. Cause I've not been doing this quarantine thing, uh, right at all. Um, I should have started like doing push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks, running plays, planks, whatever the hell squats. I got weights here. I've got everything I need to get my fat ass into shape and I don't do it. So I'm sitting around stressing and dealing with anxiety and all this shit about business and everything and trying to keep food in the freaking refrigerator for, you know, me and the kid and the the cat. And I can't fucking sleep. Last night I went to sleep around midnight, which is unheard of for me. Usually I go to sleep around four or five in the morning. And what happens? Literally, you know, a few hours later, this bitch of a cat yanks my curtain off the fucking wall. That's great to wake up to. And then as she's jumping off and freaking out about that, she knocks over my fucking LED light. Motherfucker. And then, then I'm like, what the fuck? I wake up and I'm like, God damn it. And I, I, cause you don't know what's going on. It could be somebody, it could be a helicopter hitting your fucking apartment. Who fucking knows what that was? It could be somebody breaking in. It could be any, any sort of thing. You don't know what it is until like that, 10 second period where you're like, you're surveying everything and you're like, okay, that's what happened. All right, fuck, fuck you, cat. And then she's just <clears throat> losing her mind at this. And that went on for like 20 minutes. And then I'm all like hyped up, like fucking shut the fuck up. You can't tell her to shut up because then she gets like more guttural with like, what are you possessed by cat demons, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, and I, you know what? <clears throat> and I go into this telling myself recently that I need to be more positive, even though this is my outlet for negativity. This is my, you know, just throw it all fucking out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to say fuck so much. I'm trying, but I'm like hyped up on freaking coffee. I'm, I've been up since four o'clock in the morning. It is now 8.09 and uh, it's a nice day out. I want to be outside. So I don't think this is going to be the episode or this is going to be the day, you know, where I improve my life <laughs> whatsoever. I, uh, I'm just going to be the same old brand. And now that little piece at the top of the episode, I thought it would be funnier. I had this, I had grand visions of doing like, I wanted to go into that rise up song by Alicia Keys. I think that's who it's by that. Every fucking place, every business in the world is using right now. <clears throat> it all starts off the same way. It starts off something just like what I did. Not as good, though, because that was amazing. 
And yes, it was me talking about myself. I get it. It's a little pretentious, whatever. But uh, I didn't feel like going out to one of the people that do voiceovers for me and, and to say, hey, could you do this for me real quick? And then I have to wait for it. And then it usually comes back and it's not. Yeah, it's like, OK, whatever. I'll just use it. But then I was going to like go into like, can you rise up? Blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, businesses, stop using that song, please. I don't want to cost Alicia Keys a dollar. She's a very talented, beautiful person. <clears throat> Excuse me. Damn, my throat. I, I, maybe I was snoring all night or something. I don't know if I actually got to sleep. But man, my throat is fucking. Maybe I got the corona. Oh, God. I've got the, I've got the COVID-19. Oh. Mm. What, a, what a hypochondriac's like wet dream this whole thing is. Oh, I've got the corona. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Everybody look at me. Now, I feel bad for people that actually got it. We talked to a couple last week, and uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, enlightening, eye-opening, and uh, ear-opening, heart-opening, all of those openings. I learned some things. Um, but yeah, I guess we're over like, oh my God, I'm so fucking tired of talking about it. I mean, there's like a, what, a million cases right now, but it's like only killing maybe zero point or point zero zero two percent of the population, which is I hate to say that's really good, but it's you know there's other things out there that do a lot worse, and um, and I and I know then you're piling this on top of that, so it's you know it's still bad, but it's still I don't know, man. I still got that left brain and that right brain. The right brain is doing the right thing, which is just encasing everything. Just encasing. We have to just encase everything. Just in case. Yeah, I still haven't worn a mask. I know I'm a dick, apparently. I haven't really left the house. I only go to the store and back, maybe the bank or something like that. I go and pick up my kid and, you know, sometimes drop him off. I We really have not done anything. My car has, like, my battery in my car has died twice because I got, like, the dash camera in there that I do the driving and bitching show. Um, <clears throat> I for, keep forgetting to unplug the thing. So it's, you know, got that and the phone charger plugged in, and it's like, oh, fuck. And then I go out there, it's like, oh, shit. So thanks to my uh, maintenance guy, Mark, here in, in the... In the in the castle apartments here, there's this big mega castle. I actually don't hate my apartment. Okay, I, I talk shit about it. I mean, like I've had the six bedroom house thing before. I've had like the decent sized house before. I've had you know smaller apartments before. I've lived in like a, a duplex once with a one bedroom. I, you know, I've lived in every kind of place you can think of. Really nice houses and. I don't hate where I'm at because usually I'm not here that much and I'm on the road or I'm just filming out. Only thing I fucking really don't like about it is the fucking neighbors. They suck. I mean, it's this constant pounding and shit. And I can understand kitchen noises and, you know, the occasional life noises. I get that kind of shit. You close doors, you do this, but all the time, man. And God forbid I bump on the wall or something or making, you know, I was chopping an onion last night or what was it? A fucking uh, apple last night at like, I don't know, 11 o'clock or something. And then uh, like, you know, just making chopping noises, chop, chop, chop. And then I hear like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you really that upset that I'm chopping a fucking apple? You really can't handle it. You little bitch. So anyways, I got to deal with that shit. And uh, that's about it though. 
<clears throat> anyway. <laughs> this is my show, man. I told you, this is my outlet. This is where I get the bitch about stuff. I'm trying to avoid confrontation. You know, I mean, 15 years ago, I just fucking hit him in the head with a shovel or something and be done with it. And then I got to deal with cops and then I got to deal with police reports, probably go to jail. And all you know, it's not worth it. They're not fucking obviously worth it. Not even in my fucking radar. Um, not even on my league like level. And not that I'm such a badass, but they're just, you know, scumbags. I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm just like, okay, look, I got to be more Jesus like. That's what it is. I forgive them for being just trash and disrespectful idiots. I forgive all of my ex-girlfriends for everything that they've ever done to me. And hopefully they forgive me as well. I forgive you for everything that you've ever done. That's just been fucking shitty. And I, it's, it's harder though to forgive yourself. That's the problem. That's the one that I keep running into. I got to forgive myself for all the stupid shit that I've done that put me in this position where I need a, a podcast as an outlet. So, oh, fuck. You know what? Here's the funny thing about today's episode. I have nothing prepared, man. Nada. Nada. I have nothing prepared. I haven't looked up questions that you guys have asked on the uh, Facebook page. I haven't looked up anything. I'm just getting, uh, I'm getting this one out there. And sometimes that's when the best stuff happens, but then also that's sometimes when, uh, the shittiest stuff happens. So let's get to it. Uh, I've already complained about my cat, my neighbors. Uh, what else? What else is there to complain about right up front? Going broke as a motherfucker. I'll tell you that much. I can't work right now. I mean, I work with my cameras and I work, you know, putting together TV shows. Nobody wants that shit right now. Everything's closed. I can't do anything. My hosts are scattered all over the country. It's just kind of me around here. So it's uh, it's not easy. It's not fucking easy. Maybe that's what we'll talk about in the meat segment of this. Let's talk about uh, some businesses that are dying and some that are thriving. So uh, let's look forward to that here in a little bit. And right now, let's get to the headlines. It's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. Okay, where should we go for the headlines today, I wonder? Let's see. CNN, maybe? Uh, ABC News? NPR, NPR, uh, Fox News, uh, NBC, CBS, it's all kind of the same shit, isn't it? MSN, um, Reuters, I've never been to Reuters, let's see, world news headlines for today on Reuters, and people are blowing up my phone like crazy right now, come on people, leave me alone, just leave me alone, leave him alone, stop bothering me okay let's see let's get out of the uh i don't know if we can get out of the whole COVID 19 thing let's see if we can uh oh there's nothing but bad news on reuters what is reuters i've heard the name many times i don't know who owns it or who uh what agenda what side they cling to all that stuff poland supreme court chief and top government critic retires who cares it's not COVID nineteen stuff. I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I I just don't care about Poland. I I like Polish women. There's that. Anyway, uh, Canadian military helicopter crashes in the Mediterranean. That sucks. Uh, exclusive India Pakistan nuclear procurement uh, networks larger than thought. What does that mean? Hundreds of foreign uh, companies are actively procuring. They love that word. Apparently. 
components for India and Pakistan's nuclear programs. Taking out, who gives a fuck? Uh, travelers notice. Travelers rejoice. Flights, uh, flight booking surges. China's capital relaxes curbs. Okay, so they're, you know, China's all happy now. Oh, yeah. We only uh, fucked up the entire planet a little bit, <laughs> if that's all legit. And yeah, we're getting better, so we're just going to start doing shit again. So fuck everybody. Yeah. China, man, not China, man, but China, man, you know, what, what, what are, what are all of our opinions on China? Because it's just, apparently this came from China, like most of these things do, because there's a lot of people crammed into a, you know, little spaces and they're eating some weird shit over there that's infecting people and going literally viral. And it spreads across the world, and then we have what we have today, where Brandon's losing everything because he can't afford to f- fucking, you know, or he's not allowed to go out and work. <sighs> Thanks, China. I mean, is it war? I don't think so. I mean, it's not like, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but honestly, China can't beat us in a war, okay? Just get that in your head immediately. Our military is bigger and more powerful than the next five. If Like, if China, Russia... Uh, North Korea and Iran all attacked us at the same time, they would all still lose badly. Throw Russia in there, maybe they got a chance. Russia's not even that great either. But it would take like all five of them just against us, and they would probably, it would be an even fight. That's how big our fucking military is. And that's not including our allies, though. So we'd have like, you know, Saudi Arabia and England and all the European nations and Canada and yeah, there's, we're not in any trouble there whatsoever. But if you wanted to attack us, what's the way to do it? They've been doing the cyber stuff. It's not, you know, it's not going to really kill anybody. Or it can definitely divide a nation, which it has. Um, but yeah, virus. Why not attack us with a virus? Knock off about, you know, ten, twenty thousand people and. You know, panic a nation and collapse our freaking economy. Yeah, that's that's a great way to do it. Maybe that's what happened. There's that left side of the brain again. There's the conspiracy theory side. Yeah, he's just he's up there thinking right now, like, oh yeah, I think I figured this shit out. And then there's the right side, like you have no proof, you don't know anything that and nobody else does. So shut the fuck up. Why think about it to death and uh possibly pass along some uh bullshit information. I wish mo- more people would do that. But then again, they have the agenda behind their bullshit information. It's called clickbait, and they get paid for Google ads or AdSense or whatever it is. Yeah, and then they divide the nation into smaller, manageable factions. That's that's kind of what happens. Uh, let's see here. Um, criminals using food delivery service to transport drugs during lockdown. That's okay. Well, I mean, depends on what kind of drugs. We're talking weed. I, I'm pretty sure that there's a weed delivery system, isn't there? I don't smoke weed. I don't do the devil's lettuce, so I don't really know what availabilities are out there. Uh, but, yeah, let's see. Um, oh, this is in Paris. So Reuters is like a global thing, I guess, not just an American thing, which is good because American news is just chaos and, and talk about criminals. Criminals are using uh, food delivery services to transport uh, drugs and other illegal goods during the coronavirus crisis. Do you have to put the word crisis after coronavirus? 
seems a little elongated. The coronavirus crisis. Just say during the coronavirus. But there it is. We know what you're talking about. Which has seen countries around the world go into lockdown. Uh, Yeah, we know that too. We're all there, asshole. Interpol said that it had received uh, reports from police in Ireland, Malaysia, Spain, Britain, Britain, and uh, identifying delivery drivers transporting drugs such as cocaine, marijuana, uh, ketamine, I don't even know what the fuck that is, and ecstasy. These lockdowns are limits uh, people's movement imposed by governments around the world. And Okay, so, I mean, why are drugs illegal to begin with? I understand what they do to people. I've seen people whacked out on crack. I've seen people whacked out on cocaine. I've many, many times I'm, I'm in the entertainment business. Okay. I was in the music business for a long time. I've seen that shit firsthand. I've watched people inject heroin into their system. I've watched people smoke crack. I've never done it because I'm not fucking stupid, but why, why are they illegal? It's your fucking body, man. Do what the fuck you want to do with it. Now, I, I know that's heartless to say, and I know that it's, it's these people that are infecting other people with the sickness of being a drug addict. And it's that's sad, you know, when a perfectly good 15-year-old kid out there is, you know, putting heroin in his arm because some dipshit uh, told him to. And, it, you know, the whole peer pressure thing and all that. It's just, uh, you know, it's a sad situation. But ultimately, it's your body. If you want to kill yourself, kill yourself. If you want to inject something into your veins, inject something into your veins. One of two things is going to happen. A, you're going to die eventually. Or B, you're going to learn a fucking stiff lesson about being a drug addict, and it's never a good one. So, um, or, you know, there's C, you just live your life as a drug addict and didn't get old and die. So either way, we're all going to die. So just do what the fuck you want to do. I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, I think that a clinical observation clinic where people can legally do drugs I think that's a great idea. I don't, I just, I don't know, man. I'm just off of this, you know, the freedom of humanity. I could be very wrong in saying this. And I I just think that if it was more, if it was monitored and handled by, I know you're going to be like, oh, there's socialist Brandon again. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, If it was handled by government and taken off the streets, they could put drug dealers pretty much. And they kept it so cheap that, you know, drug dealers would go out of business, so there goes your crime. That lowers. And then there's the the fact that, you know, people are doing drugs in clinics instead of their homes. I don't know. And I don't even know if it would work, but I think it's worth a try. And if, you know, people are delivering shit, that, that's just entrepreneurism. Entrepreneurism, is that a word? That's just being a business person. Okay, you're a drug addict, so fuck, how are we going to make money? People aren't, you know, going to meet me at the corner. I haven't that that's always been that way though. Hey brother, I need, you know, something. I need a fucking eight ball. Okay, I'll bring it on over. You have the money ready. Meet you in the parking lot. It's the same thing as Grubhub. Is it called Drug Hub? That'd be kind of badass. I want to make an app called Drug Hub and just see how quickly that thing picks up. All right, Drug Hub. I like it. Oh fuck. Moscow doctor sees echoes of war in coronavirus battle. Echoes of war. When patients who can hardly breathe fill the wards of Moscow's hospital number 52, I guess they just number their hospitals, Mikhail uh, Kachkalo recalls the suffering he witnessed as a military doctor at war. 
hospital number 52. That, that blows my mind. They, they don't name their hospitals. It's just hospital number 52 and hospital number 86 and hospital number 69 and hospital number 212 is one of dozens of Moscow's clinics that have stopped taking regular patients to focus solely on treating people with the, the novel coronavirus and pneumonia. Uh, he works in extensive care with over blah, blah, blah. It looks like a massive... Okay, this is what he's saying. It looks like a massive influx of wounded people from a war, he says, sitting at his desk at the end of a busy work day. Uh, you know, fuck. It's just... I think they're stretching for satellite stories now. I'm kind of done with the headlines. Reuters, you've really let me down. Um, there's other stories, but they're all just fucking boring let me see. Let me go to. Let's go to Fox News and see what's going on on Fox News. So far, this is the worst podcast I've ever put together. But I kind of don't give a shit. I, I literally, it'll get better later. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> this makes me want to just eliminate the headline news thing. Uh, okay, this is, American news is all. Listen, Trump blast dirty cop Comey is. Oh, just this is Fox News for damning files. Right? Okay, and then Pelosi praises Biden's team of doing dumb shit. Fossey clarifies his stance on baseball returning. Uh, I mean, they're shitting on Alyssa Milano, who's still hot, by the way. My God. Um, Tara Reid allegations. Did they spell Tara Reid? Is that a different Tara Reid? I'm so fucking confused. Uh, <laughs> everything. Oh, and then they got to sell their Fox News hat right in there. Uh, Trump criticizes country's no lockdown stance after WHO praise. It's all Trump, 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 Trump. Okay, I'm also, this is like how bad, this is going to be the worst opening of any podcast I've ever done. I should just shut this segment down right now because it's just been boring as fuck. I don't want to stop and redo it because that's just, not in my nature. I like being off. Like I said, I didn't prepare anything. Usually I have a whole like book full of notes. <sighs> You're all sitting out there like, why the fuck am I listening to this shit? <laughs> Tell you what, though. Look me up on the Facebook page and uh, the Brandon Bishop podcast Facebook page and leave me some uh, talk to me, man. I mean, give me some stuff to talk about because... I don't want to fucking talk about coronavirus anymore. I don't. I don't want to talk about the effects of it, but I have to because it's basically the only shit that's going around. But it makes me look around and go, what the fuck else is going on? Oh, I know what's going on. Fucking aliens. UFOs have been confirmed in the skies by like military people. And you know what's funny as shit about it? <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. I mean, honestly, if you were, if this was, if this was 25 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, and they were confirming that there's UFOs in the sky, the military is, from pilots in the sky that were following them, and it's on tape, and not on tape, but it's on like a satellite image and you can see it and they have firsthand accounts of it. And it's on the fucking news that you trust so much. Imagine Walter Cronkite being, okay, today there's, uh, yeah, UFOs over the country today. And imagine that shit. 
there was a radio show called War of the Worlds, I think it was, with Orson Welles. And people, it, it was a radio show. It was entertainment. And people lost their freaking minds because they thought it was real, because they thought the aliens were attacking and landing and all that stuff. Imagine, just imagine if, we, if they had proof, visual and audio proof and firsthand testimonials, any of, even in the 90s. Or, but things are so fucking fucked up right now that people are like, Okay. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, I'm sure it'd be a little different if like aliens landed and we could see them or, you know, they're dropping alien bombs on us or something. And it'd be different than just seeing a tic tac in the sky and, you know, getting some pilots firsthand, which could be bullshit. Who knows? I mean, the whole thing could be bullshit. Who knows? <coughs> And most things are bullshit, even if they're on the trusted news. But yeah, aliens. <laughs> so we have a global pandemic. Uh, there's martial law in the world. There's aliens. <laughs> these UFOs in the sky. Oh, and then, um, yeah, <laughs> we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Society has been calloused to the point where we don't give a shit about anything. You know what? I'm going to call my mom. I told you I'd be calling her last week. And, uh, I love my mom. So. Hello? Hello, mom. You're on my radio show. Hi, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Do you remember when I would, like, paint, like, pictures or, like, make something and and be like, hey, mom, I made this. Well, I'm still doing that, but it's, like, cooler stuff. <laughs> Yes, I remember that. And like, you know, if I made a popsicle like bird ho- popsicle stick bird ho- birdhouse or something like like thousands of people weren't looking at it. So, you know, that's it's that's the difference. Not much difference though. Okay. It's still me trying to impress you by doing things. <laughs> you already have. Oh, thanks, mom. I was just talking about how um there's a <laughs> the global pandemic and then there's there's aliens and UFOs in the sky now, and it's been, you know, they're confirming it. And people don't give a shit because <laughs> the society is so calloused with just, I don't know if it happened because of entertainment, you know, just all the movies and TV shows that we watch and everything that we're, you know, I mean, I've been watching The Walking Dead for 10 years now, uh, where I'm all ready for the zombie apocalypse. So this, this not, <laughs> it's not phasing me at all. <laughs> so there's UFOs in the sky. We have a deadly virus that's shut down the entire planet. Uh, is this unprecedented? You've been around longer than I have. Hello? Hello. Oh. <laughs> I said you've been around a little bit longer than I have. Is this like all like craziness? Is, is, is does anything cease to amaze you well, anymore? It's happened before. We've you know if you if you look at all the different things over centuries that we've had. I mean the Spanish flu on down. You know it's it's happened before. I mean people get sick. That's just the way things are. But I think it. Um may have been blown up a little bit too much, but people get sick. Yeah. That's why we have as many hospitals that we have. I don't agree with hospitals closing. I don't agree with a lot of things they did, but 
I'm glad they're at least taking care of the sick people. Yeah, and this has cost, you know, me thousands of dollars. And, you know, it's put me in a rough spot, which you can't really complain because you have to realize that everyone's in a rough spot. Um, it's cost you your job, you know, and it's yes. like, why? Like, this didn't happen with the H1N1. You know, it didn't happen with, you know, the bird flu or swine flu or mad cow disease or Ebola or SARS. And we've talked yeah. about this before, but. It didn't happen with any of those, but for some reason, this one blew up. Well, for some reason, we all probably know the reason, but um, it blew up more than all the other ones did. Well, it could be legit or bullshit. I think that seems like a new show that we should do. You and I should do that show. Legit or bullshit. Legit or shit. I think so. Yeah. I, I wish we had like proof. And evidence and, like, firsthand knowledge of things because, you know, otherwise we could be just bullshitting ourselves. But it, yeah. it could be, you know, a super crazy virus that's just worse than the other ones. And we should actually, you know, all heed the warnings instead of just encasing everything like, you know, you and I are doing. Um, or it's well, like, uh, bullshit. Hopefully a lot of people are doing because if it is, then you've done the right thing. Um, the people who are going around just thinking of themselves and not caring if it's going to affect anybody else, those people, are, I, I don't think, are doing the right thing. I mean, you might as well err on the uh, side of caution and at least try to do as much as you can to keep somebody else from getting it. So does anything, like I was kind of getting at, does anything cease to surprise you anymore? Because nothing surprises me anymore. There's, there's nothing shocking anymore. There's nothing that makes me go, oh, wow, that's insane. Like, holy crap. Even this, it's like, ah, okay, I get it. And we just kind of, you know, have to tighten our belts a little bit and tie our shoes and go on with our lives and because we really have no choice. But it's just, you know, does anything shock you anymore? I, I don't think so. I just lost my job of 33 years and I wasn't shocked at all. Were you expecting that or was it? I, it just didn't shock me. No, I, I don't, I wasn't expecting it. I thought I... My job was a busy job. It was something that was needed. So I wasn't really expecting it. But when it happened, it was like, okay. Right. Just one more thing to add to the list, and then it's just the way it is. Are we, so are, are we totally I in a... No, not a lot of things. I mean, a zombie apocalypse would probably shock me. <laughs> I don't know if it would, though, because I think it would be so so gradual. And I, I doubt that people are going to turn into, like, you know, brain-eating monsters and... You have to stab them in the brain to make them stop. I, I, that's all, you know, people were worried about Frankenstein back in the day and it never happened. So I, I think that, you know, if there is a food shortage and this thing gets worse somehow, if they reopen yeah. up too soon and it's a legit virus out there that's, you know, terrible and it comes back stronger and then we have a food uh-huh. shortage and the power grid goes out at that point, they're not going to be zombies. They're just going to be a world full of people. Yeah. A world full of violent assholes uh, trying to look yeah. out for themselves. And I'll, I'll be one of them, to be honest with you. Uh, you're not breaking into my house and messing with my kid and I got to feed the kid too. So, you know, it's, I mean, we'll eat, yeah. the, we'll eat the cat first, but after that it's, you know, <laughs> and you've got a lot of cats, so you'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. But, I mean, one can only hope it doesn't get to that. That's all you can do now. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, like, you, like I think you just posted something recently, and I've said this a hundred times. Hopefully in a year this is all just a, 
a Facebook memory that, you know, pops up on your, your timeline, yeah. like, you know, in our that social media society. Yeah. Cause hopefully that's what it becomes. Just something in a year it'll pop up and you go, Oh my God. Yeah. I do remember that. And that was, you know, and then that's it. And then there'll be lasting effects. Let's just like nine 11, just like, you know, the JFK thing. There'll be conspiracies. There'll be movies made about it. There'll be, oh, yeah. you know, it's going to affect TV shows. Yeah, Every hospital show will have one on there. Could you even imagine society getting together in a stadium and watching a football game right now? Yeah, I actually can. Even if they get through, I I, I I can't. I think it'll get back to that. I think it will get back to that, absolutely. But I I, I can't imagine it being immediate. I think it'll be a gradual return to normalcy. I think people will be scared for a long time. Because honestly, I don't want to. And I'm not even worried about the virus. You know, I'm not worried about... I'm still, you know, the left brain, the left side of my brain still calls it bullshit and the right side of the brain's just doing what I'm told to do. So, uh, but I still wouldn't go to a stadium. Like, even if they said all clear, the virus is gone, I'd be like, screw these people. I don't want to, but I'm like that anyway. I don't like large crowds unless I'm paid to be in front of them, uh, you know, <laughs> singing or hosting something or doing something silly that I do. I don't like large crowds. Uh and I never have, and I've always, not always, I, apparently you know better than anybody, but in you know my adult life, I've always washed my hands, I've always covered my mouth, I've always done things like that. Um, so it's not that big of a difference for me, but I'm hoping that's the positives that come out of this. Well, I've, I'm, I've never liked large crowds either. I mean, I never, it took a whole lot for me just to go to a movie. I can't see that many people being stuffed in a dark room. I hate movies. And you don't know any of them. And there's only, what, three exits? Yeah, right. Yeah, so it, it's not something that <laughs> I've ever enjoyed doing. I, I've never liked large crowds. That's probably where you got it from. Movie theaters but, are the um, worst, too, because you got people... You, you know my hatred of people chewing loud. <laughs> it's, there's people chewing popcorn and wrinkling their wrappers <laughs> and are on their phones and talking. And, oh, what did I miss? Like, shut shut up. If you shut up and watch the screen, you won't miss anything. How about that? This is right. Yeah. <laughs> so. But beyond that, I don't like the that many people crammed into a dark room. I mean, who who does? And I, that's why I don't like airplanes either. Because you, you don't have that many escape routes and you're all crammed into this small area. I That's why I don't like planes. I don't like people I don't know crammed into one small area. I, I don't know these people. I don't want to be, you know, I want to weigh out. If I have to do it, there's got to be more than three exits or one exit to get out of somewhere. Yeah, I don't even know where the... Oh, I think I was coming back from Cincinnati just a couple... Like, literally, it seems like 10 years ago, but just a couple months ago. And uh, I was in first class because the person that flew me out there was awesome. And uh, I'm sitting there enjoying everything, and this guy sits next to me. And this is right when all this stuff was first happening, where it was not even like a big deal yet. Like there's no cases in this country, but this guy was snotting and sneezing and just coughing. I'm like, and not covering yeah. his mouth. And I had to tell him, dude, cover your shit, dude. I'm sitting right next to you. I'm literally two feet away from you. Like if mm-hmm. you, you're going to cover your mouth and I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Basically is what I wanted to say, but it's just, Oh, I just, I, I'm hoping that you know the result of this is just a cleaner, healthier society, which honestly, is better for the country, better for the healthcare system, better for everything. And, and common sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause our healthcare costs are out of control anyways. So, I mean, maybe this will be the thing. Maybe they'll 
finally see that a slightly socialist, you know, government actually kind of works because <laughs> it's really funny that, you know, all the people that are anti-socialism are like, well, give me that Trump check. I'm like, well, that's socialism, people. Uh. Anyway, um, I don't want to get political with you. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a political conversation between us. No, I'm, I don't like having political conversations. Yeah, isn't it? Do you, how do you compare like today's society? And I ask you this because you, you've just, you were more aware of things in the eighties. Cause you know, I was a kid in the eighties, even in the seventies, I was a kid and I don't remember you know, much. I remember riding my bike and I remember, you know, getting my first boners looking at a girl and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't remember anything about society in general. I remember like, Oh, Ronald Reagan's right up there with Jesus who I thought existed. It's, you know, how would things different now in the social media than they were back in the eighties when you were, I mean, still, you know, you're young enough to, uh, to know what's going on, but old enough to know what's going on. If that makes any sense. Well, it's just more media. That that I think that's where a lot of um, what happens nowadays come from. It's just more media. Everything's media. You, there's you know you don't have people don't even have landline phones in their house anymore. You think it's so too that, much? No, I never think there's too much information. Okay. I think some people post the wrong or share the wrong information. I mean, unneedless information, but. As far as the needed information, I think, you know, we should be able to know what goes on in the world. But we can't trust a lot of the media, so that that's a downside. I would say you can trust maybe 2% of the media because their owners have agendas. And it's not a, it's yeah. not a coincidence that all the local news stations around the world, or not around the world, but around the country, say the exact same, like word for word, the same word tracks and the same stories yeah. and everything. So it's, you know, you can't really trust anybody. But I remember in the old gray house having those old steel uh, TV trays that would fold up, you know, in front of the chair, yeah. in front of the couch. And we'd have, what, four channels, five channels? It was before Fox. Yes, that, yes. It was before cable. We had ABC, NBC, you know, CBS and PBS and maybe the Canadian Broadcast Channel where I discovered pro wrestling, Three Stooges and softcore porn. Yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> and you know and to be honest nowadays i think most people only watch four channels i don't think they watch 700 and some odd different channels we have on i think there's i know myself i watch four channels i can't even get you to watch my network <laughs> this is true <laughs> it's like but mom it's mine like just watch it this is true i have to hook it up well, I mean, it's going to be back on Roku pretty soon. I mean, you can get online and watch it at AsciTV.com, and yes, that is a plug. But a lot of the shows that I come up with and a lot of the concepts that I still have in my head are things that you tell me that you like. I'm trying to get a, a real estate show together as we can go around and show cool houses and you know families. I'm trying to get like a, a home repair type show going, you know, stuff like that. So like I, I listen to what you say you watch all the time. Trust me. And I kind of put it in a, in a notepad in the back of my brain and go, you know what? I got to do one of those shows. Yeah, everybody loves home repair shows. Oh, I, and those all started back with, um, <coughs> a long time ago with, uh, Jim, I can't remember Rome, his name. Micro or something like that. Or I remember. No, even before him, the guy, he does commercials. Now I can't remember his name. I'll think of it in a minute. Um, 
I don't even know. But I don't know anything about these things, so it's it's intriguing for me to film things that I know nothing about, which I love doing, and uh, it just broadens my horizons. But yeah, I definitely listen to my mom on things. Uh, I, I remember, you know, all my early music came from you, basically as well. Go oh, on, did it? Go, yeah, we used to go down to Peaches Records and pick up these oh, big yeah. albums and. You know, I'd be like, okay, well, who the hell's Mac Davis? Who the hell's Neil Diamond? Who the hell are the Bee Gees? Who the, you know, who are these people? And I just love staring at the albums, which I still have some of them. And it's just, you know, I loved that stuff. And I'd do anything right now. I mean, we're, you know, a thousand and plus miles away from each other. But I would love to just go to, a, if there was even a record store out there. I know there are, there's, you know, record stores out there. But it'd be kind of fun, you know, just to revisit those days as an adult and appreciate them a lot more. I try to do that with my kid, but he doesn't like anything that I like. So, <laughs> and then he'll, he'll like something. It's like, you know, he got into Rick and Morty before I did. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch that with him. We'll have this thing in common. It'll be great. And then he's like, well, I don't care. You know? <laughs> I'm like, well, God damn, I'm trying to share this thing with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's got a Funko pop collection going. Okay. He's got three or four of them. I'll join in. And, uh, am I being too like just smothering and trying to you know share all of his? No, you're just an extreme person. You you can't have three or four of anything. You're just you're like me. You're Especially like, girlfriends, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I don't have girlfriends, but uh, <laughs> thank you very much. It's talking about me, actually, but yeah. but um, you know, I've I've calmed down in my older age, but I was always extreme like that. If I had one of something, I'd have five of something. If I I recall an elephant know, collection. That's that's what I'm saying. I used to be very <laughs> extreme in what I did. I mean, it wasn't just one or two of anything. I would, you know, anything I saw. Oh, oh that's an elephant. I have to have that. You had oh porcelain God, elephants. This. I have to have that everywhere. Um, it was easy to yeah. buy you stuff. Oh, yeah, it was always easy. Now it's not because I don't want anything. Now I'm older and I don't want the stuff sitting around. It's becoming very claustrophobic and very overwhelming. So now I'm getting rid of all this stuff that I spent my life savings on for the last few years. I don't want that stuff in my house anymore. I want minimalistic, very empty shelves. I mean, there's not an empty shelf in my house. There's not an empty corner in my house. From all those years of doing that, which you'll find out when you get older. Oh, yeah. I've already found that out. I love getting rid of stuff. I mean, the Funko Pop collection, which is ridiculous, it's literally turned into kind of a business. And I rarely, you know, pay for these things. <laughs> they, they come from sources. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm grateful for every one of them. I like them a lot. They make me happy, which, you know, that goes a long way. But at the same time, it's, in the end, it's like, I don't plan on keeping them. They're not going to be buried with me when I'm, you know, when I go. So, uh, but if I can, you know, the collection's already worth $2,000. So if it can go to bear, you know, to my kid, or, then fine. You know, we'll figure that out down the road. No, we won't. When you, you know, you're just like me. When I'm gone, somebody else has got to figure it out. Oh, no, no. I'll be, unless I, you know, I mean, we can go any minute, but. Like yeah. the plan is, it's a five-year plan with these things. <laughs> I'll get as many as I can in five years, and then I'll sell them all in five years and see what they're worth. That that's legitimately, and I'll keep a couple ones that I like, you know. But that's that's about it. Well, then I don't have anything like that. Nothing that's like a resale value. I have your normal chairs and TVs and, um, you know, things like that. Those are the things I have. I watches, and so this isn't something that people 
they may want after I'm gone and they may not want after I'm gone, but you know, to try to get rid of them now would just be a big pain. So where are we going to go when I finally get this RV? You know, my goal is to live in an RV. From... I told you, Arizona. Oh, okay. Oh, you would love Sedona. You would love Sedona, Arizona and our, your niece, Holly, my cousin, Holly's down there and her amazing yeah. family. Um, yeah, we'll definitely do that. It, that 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 would be a fun trip too. We've never I done anything like that. Trip. I'd like to actually see my ex sister in law. I always like Susie. Susie. I like to see Susie and Jamie. I wouldn't mind seeing Jamie. I wish your brother was still around. I bet you he'd be in a really oh, a great. Oh, he'd yeah, be such a good old man. Is. What's that? He'd be, he is hilarious. He would. He'd be such a good old man. I, yeah, he would. He would. I mean, he was my favorite uncle by far. I mean, the only one I was really in close contact with. But because we've always had a really small, small, tightly knit family, even smaller in recent years. But it's just, I love that guy so much. He would be such a good old man, Uncle oh, Tony. Yeah. He's got my my middle name is after him. My son's middle name is after him, Anthony. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> that's you know a tribute to just being such a cool yeah. guy. He's he's that uncle that gave me my first sip of beer sitting on the porch of the old gray house. You know what I mean? It's Mm-hmm. I remember just uh, he was so funny. He'd be, I guess, he'd be such a cool old man. Just, to, I, I guarantee you, I'd be in touch with him. And uh, yeah, I mean, Susie, right now, she's uh, just kind of a you know a random like on Facebook once in a while. I'll see, and uh, yeah. but you know, she seems cool. And but you know, Holly, and uh, she's got an amazing family with her husband James down there. And I know people that are listening to this don't give a shit about our family stuff, and that's fine. <laughs> You can turn off the podcast or fast forward. But it, it's good to hear good stories about people. With everything that's going on, you don't mind hearing a good story about somebody. Oh, yeah. And they were, you know, in the early days, they were kind of like sisters, honestly. I mean, Jamie's yeah. her other sister, which, you know, we got kind of close here because she moved out here for a couple of years. I don't know what's happened to her since, but um, she was always the troublemaker. And then Holly was always the squared away one. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to, to, you know, I mean, family's family. Yeah. We don't have a lot of it. No, we don't. So how are you, um, I don't know if you have plans yet or anything for what to do with all this extra time. You don't have to get up and, you know, talk to people about hospital stuff anymore uh, and waste away your day. You can do whatever the hell you want. You got a blank canvas. You have all the colors you need to paint, anything you want to on that canvas. What's the what's the short and long term goals here for my mom? Uh, short term goals are getting paperwork done. There's a lot of paperwork to do when you um, lost a job these days, and you've lost a job of 33 years. Um, and then getting bills in order because it's a big chunk of our income that's basically gone. So that's short term goals, and that's taking a lot of time. So. Um, Long-term goals are um, getting my house clean the way it used to be before I was working all those hours. Um, That's a full-time job. And I'd like to do something for people. I'd like to do something for, well, I am an older person now, but something that would help them maybe with the, like, meals on wheels or go help somebody during the day, you know, have get their meals ready, tidy up their house a little bit. Um, that, that's kind of what I would like to do as maybe a, a part-time job or something like that, but very long-term goals. I don't have any, I just want to relax. Been working since I was 15 years old and 
I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do anymore. What was that first job that you had at 15? I worked in a bar. At 15 in Detroit? Yeah, I had a false ID and I worked in a bar. What bar? Um, There's a little Mexican bar downtown and I can't remember the name of it. Wow. But that was the one place that taught me how to deal with people, basically, because I was never... I was never one for going because I lived in downtown Detroit, so I never went anywhere or did anything, mostly just stayed home. And once I got that job, I met people that I didn't even know existed in the world. That's crazy, so, though. Was uh, my grandmother, your mom, was she in that same bar? Because I know she was a waitress. Um, I don't really know that much about her younger life. Um. I know she got pregnant a couple times, but I don't know that much about her. Um, she kind of just grew up, got a job at American Standards, and stayed there until they closed. And that's about all I know about her growing up. She grew up in Kentucky um, and moved up here. And once she moved up here, the rest of the family moved up here. I know that part. Uh, but besides that, I really I don't know a lot about her growing up. But I would think in the hills of Kentucky, there wasn't anything like it is now growing up. So, Oh, yeah. People would probably be in jail or publicly shamed for the just back then. I mean, she was born in 23. So, yeah, ugh, like I can't imagine being a, a female in the 30s, 40s and 50s. Jeez. It's yeah. brutal. I mean, people complain now, but they don't have a right whatsoever to complain if you look at recent history. And even, you know, from your time, I mean, you were born in 55, so it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, what do you remember of the 60s and 70s uh, compared to now? Um, like I said, mostly the lack of media, the lack of knowing what's going on. Um, you had TV and everything, but you had nothing like you you have now. Especially with social media. Yeah, especially social media. You don't know every little thing that's going on in the world, whether it's true or not. You don't have all that garbage coming at you constantly. I don't even watch the news anymore because there's just too much. If something's important or legitimate, it usually finds you, like on you know, Facebook, yeah, yeah. Facebook or something like that. Somebody will tell me. Yeah, it'll, it'll get to you. It's, if you go out I and s- searching for news, you're, you're just going to end up with a headache and hate everybody. Yeah. That's it. I wait for you to tell me. I wait for my friends to tell me, you know, and even when they tell me, I was, you know, have you researched this? Are you sure it's true? And they'll send me whatever information they got it from. So that's where I get most of my information. Now, I do not get it off TV or social media or anything like that. I get all my jokes and my quotes off of social media. I like those, but that's about it. <laughs> the meme queen. Yeah, because you'll be in a bad mood. All the time. And you'll be worried oh, yeah. all the time. You'll be paranoid all the time if yep. you if you watch the news all the time. That's just it. You're a negative, you know, asshole at that point because that's yeah. what they're programming you to be. You know, you and I, I mean, we've never been very political. We've never been very religious or anything like that. And those, you know, back in the day were the great dividers. I think that was about it was, you know, race, politics and and religion were the three things that divided people. I remember it being as, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've never partaken any, partook in many of those things. We never, 
you know, cared what color somebody's skin is. We never cared if you're a Democrat or Republican. But if you watch the news, if you watch Fox News or CNN right now, you'll swear that the whole world is just hates each other. For everything, yeah. I mean, it could be your cell phone provider. It could be what football team you cheer for. It could be, you know, anything. It's this division, 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 division. And that's what I think there's too much of right now. I think there's there's not enough positivity whatsoever. There's not yeah. enough things to bring us together. Absolutely. It's all about what each person wants. I'm hoping that, you know, my son's generation, even though he's kind of a lazy shit at times, uh, was I this late? Was I that lazy? Did I sleep 12 hours a day when I was 12 years old? No. I, I Man, this kid sleeps. Like, I've never seen anybody sleep. And he could drop in a dime, too, just done. I mean, I literally, <laughs> I'm about to take him to the doctor. I don't know what to do with him. It's like, okay, it's like, it'll, like things will be quiet for a second. I go in there, and he's in my room, bundled up with, you know, stuffed bears and a blanket. And I'm like, what the? He's gone, and didn't he won't wake up until I have to wake him up. Like, he could literally sleep 23 hours a day. It's just cr- like a cat. <laughs> it, it's exactly like my cat, except for last night. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I have those nights, too. Yeah, and I think a doctor visit would be in order. Yeah, I think he's, you know, missing something or there's a balance, yeah. chemical balance or something off. He's a great kid. Never any trouble. Never any trouble. He's lazy as shit sometimes, but all kids are. You know, it's like, okay. Especially at that age. You ate all the cucumbers. He loves cucumbers. And like, okay, you ate all the cucumbers and you just left the bag sitting up there. Now, I did stuff like that, I imagine. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, I'll never forget the time that I, you made bacon and there was so much grease all over, all over the place that I slid across the floor and fell down. Jeez. See, I can, I can forgive point, that kind of stuff because I just know. Well, not, I, I got my paybacks. I took all the dirty dishes and all the bacon grease and everything that you left sitting there and put it in your bed. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember that. Yes. I, I remember putting them back in the sink, and then you got mad at me because I just put them back in the sink and didn't clean them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my point did not get across. That was that was a big thing with you is you couldn't make a point. I think I thought you were just playing a joke on me or something. I wasn't like, yeah, but he's not, you know. I'm counting on the fact that eventually he'll understand compassion and appreciation and things like that. I I don't, I'm overly polite at the moment. You know, I think I truly am. I'm, I please and thank you are not, you know, things I have, I'm forced to say by any means. I'm very grateful for anybody doing the smallest of things. And, you know, there'd be things like I'll cook a big dinner and he'll be like, eh, I don't like it. I'm like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> I yeah. just busted my ass on this thing. It's all your favorite things and now you don't like it. Like, what? That's- well, that's one thing that hasn't changed over the years, the word teenager. Yeah, and he's there. He's almost there. That, a couple more months. Yeah, that has not changed at all. In I, You can look back as far as you want to look back and anybody that's a teenager acts like that. Yeah, but on the flip side, I'm looking for things to complain about because I, I mean, that's it. I mean, little things like leaving your clothes or your shoes in the middle of the floor. Every kid in the history of kids has done that. That's you know, right. Leaving an apple core in his room for two weeks and it's like brown and just like, what? I tell you every time not to do that. You know, it's <laughs> so those things are, you know, have always happened. Like I said, every kid in the history of kids. Every kid. But I just worry about him being so damn tired all the time and just lazy. Yeah. Oh my god, that the, you need to, the laziness! That I would look up 
yeah, I, I would look into that definitely. Because I remember being outside, and he likes to ride his bike. And I think it may have been my fault. I think I may have set the tone where it's like, okay, you're here at my house for a couple days a week. I mean, it's more now because there's no school, and I have him most of the time now, which is awesome. But, you know, there's, I think I may have set that tone for him where it's like, okay, you come to dad's house, you kind of do what you want, be lazy if you want to be lazy, because I know you got all the other stuff going on with your actual family environment at your mom's house. So this is kind of like, you know, your playhouse. You can just be goofy and stuff. And I don't think he tries to impress me anymore because I don't I think he feels like he has to. I spent my life like trying to impress you guys, you know, like you and, you know, stepdad guy and whatever. Just, you know, trying to make you go, oh, awesome. You know, or something like that. And, you know, it's but I don't think he's at that point yet. No. And I've never had to yell at him. I don't That's think a thing. He, feels he has to be. Yeah, I think I've set a precedence for laziness, and it's probably my fault, so I need to work on that. But, you know, and it could just be an age thing as well, where it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe when he's 15 and 16, he'll... I, I think it's healthy to to have that in you to try to impress your parents. I do. Oh, okay. Well, it gives you, you know, a goal. It gives you motivation, so to speak, and... Personally, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making shit up. But it can be a lot of pressure, too. It can be, and I, I do my best to put... You get enough of that out in society. You don't need it in your own home. But don't you need it to prepare, though? I think you need respect more than you need um, to impress anybody. You just need respect. Just think about that apple core that's sitting in the bedroom. For just Think about somebody else when you're leaving that there. Mm-hmm. Who else has to pick that up? Be respectful of people. I don't think you have to do it because you want to impress your dad. I think you want to do it because you want to respect him. And your own stuff. This this is his home, and he bought you that stuff, and you should have respect for him for those reasons. You mm-hmm. shouldn't have to want to impress anyone. So I think the, just that, that difference there makes a world of difference to a kid. And I'm hoping he To grows. have respect for people. Because you don't want him going out in the world impressing everybody. That's He doesn't have to do that. That's not his – that's not a – um, oh, not everybody. Just me. Just me. Just impress me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also guilty because I'm not your normal dude. You know, what I mean? I'm not your normal dad by any freaking means. I'm not the guy, you know, that that I had, you know, for a period that woke up, went to Ford's, worked, came home, had dinner, yeah. went to bed. I, you know, I'm not that guy. I can't be that guy. And then once in a while, you know, we'd go out into the woods and shoot things or whatever. It, it's just. You know, I'm not the I'm not that weekend warrior dad who's like, okay, I worked all week and now I'm going to go out on my boat. You know, I'm, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be in doing with the things that I'm doing, and you know, I love the struggle, even though it's a struggle. And it's it's you know, he's seeing all this stuff now. He's 12. He's not, you know, he's not dumb any by any means. He's a super smart kid, super well behaved, super. I have really no complaints. I'm just you know, there's little things that I'm trying to tweak, but that's all growing things and whatever. But yeah, it's just um. You know, I'm. I, it's hard for me because I have no precedence on, on any of this stuff. You know, uh, I, I, I'm just trying to do the best I can with what I'm given. You know, I'm a half-time dad, so I'm not given like a full-time schedule to, you know, work on things and all this. But, you know, just doing what I can, and he's a great kid. Oh, yeah, I know that. So, anyways. But I still think the doctor's appointment would be in order. Yeah, we're going to stick them full of needles and see what we can do. Yeah, that's what I would do. Lots of needles and 
all the things I used to hate when you guys took me to the doctor. What was that thing? Do they still do that thing where they blow air into your eye? To like, yes. oh, oh, I hated that so much. <laughs> and you took yes. me all the time to that thing. I swear it was like I was being bad and you just like, all right, when well, you're being bad, we're going to the eye doctor or something. I, <laughs> oh, I hated it so much. And it would just stick with you like all day. Like there was something in your eye. Like, oh, they still do that. Yeah, they still do it. I've not been to an eye doctor in 20 years. I have not, I've only been to the actual doctor maybe a handful of times in 20 years. So it's, um, I've been lucky, but yeah, I hate that thing. And what's that other thing that used to take me? I used to get like a brain scan type of thing. And I would see these patterns when I closed my eyes. And whenever I grit my teeth a little bit, the patterns would mm-hmm. go kind of crazy. What was that thing? I've always wanted to ask you. I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to remember what that would be. Because I remember I was like, tested for like hyperactivity or something at one point, you know, all that made up shit that they were trying to diagnose kids with medication for. Um, yeah, maybe that's what it was. But, yeah, I, remember but I, I don't remember it. Oh, I would just kill to know what that was because I remember the patterns. I remember all that stuff. I remember the sound that it made and it's really freaking weird. Uh, before I let you go, what are some of the memories from the old gray house? I keep saying the old gray house. We used to have an old gray house in Detroit that was beat the hell up. We couldn't even go in the basement because of the mousies. And I remember little. They were not mousies. They were rats. I know. I was being cute with it. though. <laughs> I remember feeding the rats on the back porch. We had those big cheese puffs. Like right when cheese puffs became a thing, we'd get that big can of them and, I'd, you know, throw them out there. And like they would <laughs> lick the cheese puffs off my fingers. I have these distinct memories. And uh, what, are, what are some of your memories from that time, uh, good or bad? Oh, geez. I don't think there was any good ones whatsoever at all. Really? No. No, I can't think of one good good memory there. It was embarrassing. It was humiliating. It was scary. Um, yeah, that those are all kind of sums up my memories. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, it was. It was a really, really, really bad time. Well, I've said this before. And that was when I decided that I was going to work my best to get out of, get you out of that situation and give you the best life I could do, which wasn't perfect, of course, but it was the best I could do. So, but you did great. And, and got you out of there. And that was, that was it. That was my motivation because it was a very, very bad time. I mean, I I think personally you did great and I, I would know. Um, and outside of maybe what, seven or eight years i think we've had a pretty good relationship i think we're a pretty good mom son thing going on i do too i have to totally agree with that i only didn't like you for a couple of years but i was like right before the army <laughs> for those like seven years right before the army yeah and that was right after the teenage years i'm telling you teenagers have not changed well at least my son's small so i can still beat the shit out of him if i have to <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty tough. He is pretty tough. Oh, my God. He got me in a headlock the other day, and I started seeing stars. I'm like, okay. Like, you need to ease up, your little shit. <laughs> You're going to knock me out, and that's, you know, I don't I don't want him to know that he can do that. <laughs> Small but fierce. Oh, absolutely. And he's uh, he's got a great future ahead of him, and I think you do, too. Um, like I said, empty canvas once you get some paperwork and stuff done. And let's, uh, let's yeah. do some shit before we can't do some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself. Do shit before you can't do shit. My biggest thing is getting still work on getting this weight off. One day it'll happen. You and me both. Well, I mean, one day can be two day. You know, it's 
like other yeah. people. I, I know a lot of people that are in the fitness industry and they always yell at me and like, what, what, do you, why are you doing this on Monday? Like, well, you know, I wanted to go uh, some tacos tonight just to celebrate or my last meal before I go on. That's so stupid to think like that. And I yeah. know I'm being stupid, but I'm addicted to food. I mean, there's, there's worse things you can be addicted to, but they're not that much worse in the long run. It's No, they're not. So, yeah, it's it's so stupid. And it's not, you know, it's not your Something fault. Can kill you, it can kill you. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Yeah, heart disease is the number one death thing in the in the world, or yeah. heart failure. It's caused by a lot of different things, but it is the number one thing. Actually, and the main thing it's from is just not being healthy with what we eat and not getting enough, you know, exercise time in and stuff. Both of us have nothing but time right now. So it's, uh, it's a good time to just turn that page. And I use you as motivation all the time. I've lost like seven pounds in the last week and a half. I'm pretty happy with that. I hope I haven't gained them back yet. I haven't checked. But uh, I love you, Mom. I'm going to let you go. And... Uh, We'll uh, talk a little later, I'm sure. I'm grateful that I still get to talk to you every single day. Me too. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Dash my mom. I love my mom. Um, I always try to press her. Uh, She didn't have the greatest childhood, (laughs) to say the very least. Like, bad, bad childhood. And it still affects her to this day, and it sucks. Um, but I always try to press her to deal with it and kind of face it head on instead of burying it and bottling it up and letting it slowly eat away what you eat away at her. Um, so that's why I ask all these old questions and stuff. And if you're still listening, I appreciate it. That's you know, you just listen to a literally a personal conversation between me and my mom. There's like I said, there's no precedence, or there's no format, there's no anything for this episode. It's just I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. Um, I'm going to talk about business a little bit later. I don't have any male questions, uh, or female questions. <laughs> Who else can I talk to you though? I, you know what? I, I think this show should be more about talking to other people. I, I, my mom's texting me. I hope it was okay. Like it was great. Are you kidding me? Who can I talk to? I'm getting like message after message right now from people. Anyways, I, I just, I want to talk to more people. Who can I talk to? Who's been bugging me lately that I can reach out and talk to you? I should call, <laughs> no, I shouldn't tell that. <laughs> I just talked to that person last week. I just talked to that person last week. <sighs> Man, there's just, there's a lot of people. I've already talked to her on the show. I've already talked to him. These are all wrestling people, so I don't really want to do it on this show. Should call my landlord and say, "Hey, <laughs> uh, you're on a podcast uh, and hold her feet to the flame. That way, I have evidence of everything." I should call an ex girlfriend that I had a bad breakup with. That would be kind of funny. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> I can't imagine that being uh, anything close to funny. I'm literally scrolling through all of my uh, stuff here. I've already talked to a lot of these people. On here, um, talk to her too. Oh my goodness, I've done some, uh, I've done some uh, good interviews on here. Anyways, I got a better idea. Let's get to the meat. Give me the meat. Give me the meat. How can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? (laughs) 
business. You know, I hate that freaking word. It seems like so pretentious at this point. It seems like people just like, I'm a businessman. I'm a businesswoman. I have a business. I hate that fucking word. I do, even though I have, you know, a Sci TV, I have Colorado Springs Channel, I have the 22, I have these uh, Sci TV events that I do, expo events, I have the book, I have albums, I have, you know, all of these little businesses that I'm, you would think at this point would add up and uh, make a living for me. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we, I do what I can do and I keep pushing ahead and I do my best. But uh, right now, with the whole uh, global pandemic in these uncertain times, businesses are suffering, but not all of them. Um, I'm trying to look this up real quick. Some of these businesses are doing quite fantastically. Okay, I got a list here. Cleaning services. With the spread of coronavirus fears around the country, it should come as no surprise that professional cleaning services that sanitize offices, restaurants, and homes are in high demand. Absolutely. One worker says, we've never experienced anything like this before in our lives, and especially not in our business, says Crystal Hewley, co-owner of Corporate Cleaning, told Columbus Business First, a lot of people are counting on us to be smart and keeping them safe. Delivery services, Grubhub, Postmates, Uber Eats, uh, DoorDash, uh, all of your local um, Instacart type things that are getting groceries, not to mention Amazon. With many consumers afraid to leave their homes uh, or being advertised by state governments to stay in place uh, during the coronavirus, professional delivery services have stepped up to make sure goods can be delivered to homes and businesses. While nationwide food delivery services and corporate retail deliveries have been the largest beneficiary, uh, local delivery services such as Grub South, what's Grub South, in Huntsville, Alabama, are seeing strong demand. Drive-in movie theaters are making a comeback, apparently. One of the most peculiar and um, small businesses, uh, let me start that again. One of the most peculiar small business categories that has recently been seeing success is, uh, during the coronavirus are drive-in movie theaters. With standard movie theaters seen as less safe, uh, most are now closed. They encourage hundreds of people to gather in small spaces. Drive-in theaters allow uh, people to take in a show from their own car. I used to love the drive-in theater. Are you kidding me? They put that little speaker on your window. Uh, you could either order food and you put the little tray on your window, on the other window. You can get some hot dogs and popcorn and stuff. I have very fond memories. I remember seeing like Attack of the Giant Ants or something like that. They used to have the double features. Uh, we used to go to the drive-thru all the time when I was a kid. I used to love that stuff. Grocery stores. With the general public practicing social distancing, and many U.S. states closing restaurant dining rooms, uh, more families are uh, stocking up on goods and eating at home, of course. This has led to a large and small grocers alike to see surges in customer demand. Good. Liquor and wine stores, of course. <laughs> With many bars closed around the, the country, uh, local liquor and wine stores have dramatically increased sales. That's awesome. Meal prep delivery services. You know, I used to get the... Um, uh, what was it called? Every uh, every plate. And it was good. It wasn't bad. They send you all the ingredients you need. Ingredients? They would send you all of the ingredients you would need to make a meal. You know, and there'd be like six meals in a box. You get it every week. It was like 35 bucks. If you really put it on paper, it's damn good savings. Um, and the food wasn't bad. So, you know, that's a good one to try out. I haven't checked out HelloFresh or anything. Um I haven't weaseled my way into figuring out how to get that stuff for free yet. 
I have a podcast. I will talk about HelloFresh. HelloFresh, bringing the very best in home cooking in a box. All the ingredients you need, boom, right there to your kitchen. Prepare amazingly uh, delicious meals with full instructions, full recipes, and all the ingredients you need. Boom. I just did a commercial for HelloFresh. I did. They haven't paid me yet, but I'm saying you could pay me. Oh, anyways, uh, let's see here. Uh, Canned and jar goods companies, yeah, game makers and sellers. With the novel, why do they keep calling it the novel coronavirus? Let's call it COVID-19. Forcing many people to stay at home instead of going out, which they keep reiterating with every thing that they list here. Small businesses uh, that create board games and puzzles and popular uh, are popular since they help entertain families, of course, blah, blah, blah. Is that it? Oh, okay. Landscaping and, oh, I missed one. Fitness equipment companies. Okay. People getting their workout at home. Landscaping and yard care companies. Bread baking companies. Really? You think that people would just learn how to cook their own bread? Again, they're going to reiterate the fact the coronavirus pandemic has pushed more people to spend time at home cooking and baking. Making all sorts of uh, new recipes. One part of this new trend is uh, specifically baking bread. Okay, so this is baking bread at home. Burp. Uh, coffee subscription companies. What's a coffee subscription? Is it like kind of like a every plate type of thing where they just send you a bunch of Keurig cups or something like that? With many consumers unable to buy coffee in person because shops are closed, they keep reiterating it. Oh, my goodness. Stop doing that. These providers include uh, those who ship freshly roasted coffee beans, prepackaged cold brews, and other variations. Well, that's cool. I might need, need to look into that. Mask makers. There's one. Um, people are making masks all the time. While mask making wasn't exactly in high demand at the beginning of 2020, just a few months later, it has become a popular choice for new entrepreneurs. Americans all over the country want to obtain high quality and in some cases creative masks to protect themselves and those around them. I want a Rick and Morty mask. But by the time I wear a mask, no one's going to be wearing a mask. I'm going to start wearing masks when it's not cool to wear masks. That's, that's who I am. Okay. I started watching Glo- uh, Game of Thrones after it was popular. Actually, I started watching Game of Thrones once it started being shitty. <laughs> you get my point. Anyways, telehealth services in the era of COVID-19, again, reiterated, Many people don't want to leave their homes unless it's too absolutely necessary. And, uh, yeah, doctors go to your house. And I think that's all the ones on this list. What other lists? Here's something I can add to that list. Streaming television networks. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Go, Disney Plus, and Asai TV. Yes. You're all bitching, and I see it constantly on the social media machines. You're bitching that you're running out of things. What can I watch? Has anybody got any recommendations? I've already watched everything on Netflix. <laughs> Stupid. You can go right now to asytv.com, asytv.com, and get hundreds of hours of all original and classic TV and movies. Yes, you've got Netflix. You've got Hulu. You've got Amazon Prime, HBO Go, Disney Plus. You've got all the rest. Now get the best. I'm not going to call us the best, but we are definitely independent. We are different than all of them. We have programming that's not available on all of them or anywhere else. AsaiTV.com is where you get it. Coming very soon, like within weeks, maybe even days at this point, 
We'll be back on Roku. We'll be back uh, debuting on Amazon Fire and Apple TV. We're going to be in 82 million homes just on those streaming platforms, not to mention every home in the world at AsaiTV.com. There is over 600 hours of content on there, all original shows, mostly filmed by me, some of them hosted by me. My show, Go There, Eat That. I travel around the freaking country eating things. It's, 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 a, it's a good show. There's the UF show with Amy Duma, who's a WWE Hall of Famer, Alita. There's that show where we look around for UFO culture, called to adventures on there. Where we're doing outdoor sportsy stuff. There's happy, healthy, hungry. We're doing, well, happy, healthy, hungry stuff all over the country. There's New York ham. There's Eva Lease. There's just, mm, there's so much stuff that you need to check out. So go do it. AsaiTV.com. It's only five bucks a month. It's way less than those other streaming platforms. It's less than that cup of coffee uh, that you get from Starbucks every day. Uh, have you been thinking you had a delicious breakfast burrito recently? You know how much those things cost? Less. Actually, they cost more than AsaiTV. It's 17 cents a day. It's five bucks a month. Go to AsaiTV.com. Subscribe now or wait about a week or two and then get it on in your living room on whatever streaming device that you have. So it's only going to get bigger and better from here on out. And, uh, yeah, that's one business that should, for some reason, I'm getting cancellation after cancellation, but it should be high on the list of businesses that are thriving right now. So help me thrive. I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast, maybe not after today, because basically it started off shitty, and then I just had a conver- casual conversation with my mom, who's amazing, don't get me wrong. But I know a lot of people are like, well, I just go talk to my mom. Well, shut up. My mom's cooler than yours. Um, but I think, you know, honestly, it's not a bad podcast. But I'm going to end it now because why not? I'm not even going to do a happy ending because I, I just did the plug. AsaiTV.com. That's what you need to do. I, you know what? I'm just not, oh, not in a fucking mood to <laughs> be professional right now. I've literally been in my house for two months with random instances of leaving my house. Like, order is chaos at this point. I I can't imagine being confined to even my own rules. My cat woke me up at 4.30 this morning, so I'm exhausted. His coffee has not woken me up whatsoever. I still have to film the good news tonight. I still have to film my little Funko Pop show tonight, which I'm not complaining. These are fun things for me, but at the same time, it's like... It's even more reason to just go ahead and cut this shit right now. Just cut the shit, Brandon. Cut the shit. I've wasted enough of your time today, and I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry, okay? I haven't wasted any of your time. You know what you're getting into. This is my outlet. This is my show. I'm fucking happy with it. As far as I'm concerned, this is the best episode that I've ever done. And you know what? Next week's even going to be better. I don't do drugs, people. I promise. (laughs) I need to do something, though, to end this one really well i just recorded two videos they're on youtube about the life of brandon youtube channel go check it out subscribe please need your help on that and uh look up life of brandon on youtube you'll see it picture of me lots of shows on there there's driving and bitching there's make me like rap there's make me like country there's the good news which i have to go do tonight there's uh go there eat that from a side tv's on there Alone in the Dark is on there. Uh, oh, there's all kinds of stuff on there. And I'm pretty happy with Pop Goes to Brandon, which is my uh, Funko Pop show, which I should be getting more in the mail today. I'm excited about. So, yeah, man, go check it out. And um, there's a little short films thing in there. I just did a couple little things with my kid and their gross songs. 
I can't obviously show you the video on a podcast, but I can play the songs uh, back to back for you. A lot of pooping and a lot of peeing. So anyways, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy your day. Be safe in whatever you're doing, not just from the coronavirus, but like if you're crossing the street or if you're driving or, you know, jerking off too hard, don't just, just be safe. Okay. Don't hurt yourselves. We need you. And I need you as listeners. And I love you. I do. I love you very much. Just remember that when you're feeling down, when you're downtrodden and you're, and you're just, you're, you're, you're pale with fear. Just remember that Brandon loves you. Cause I do. I don't have to like you, but I definitely love you. Bye. Open. Huh.